Hi everyone, I'm Em. And I'm Shan. And welcome to Better Than Ever. Spooky edition. I was making direct eye contact with the camera. I was looking directly at the camera pointed at I feel like I have to. We've upgraded. We have multiple cameras now and I'm like incredibly confused. I don't know where where do I look. (laughs) Melissa was like, well, if you want to break the fourth wall, I'm like, whoa. When did it's we get lot. that many walls? <laughs> How do I know what camera to look at? Um, so today we are in historic Tudor Hall in downtown Leonardtown in Southern Maryland. Um, a lot of our listeners are from the Southern Maryland area or the DMV. So you guys may know where that is. But if you don't, now you do. Leonardtown, St. Mary's County, Maryland. We actually have a paranormal investigation coming up here at the end of this month. Woo! We'll give you more info about that at the end. Um, but yeah, so we're at Tudor Hall yeah <laughs> i don't know why i thought you were gonna say something you're <laughs> you looking just, at me like you were ready to say you something just stop talking <laughs> so tudor hall was built in the 1700s and there's an incredible amount of history here and there's a lot of paranormal activity as well we decided that it would be a little bit fun to get out of the shop and film in some spooky locations plural so we have some other stuff planned surprises surprises um but today we're here and we're very grateful for them letting us use the space it's it's not only just an incredibly beautiful space and a like an incredibly preserved like just historic site but the energy here is just incredible so right next door they have built this kind of and this is like a little memorial basically it's like this yeah, brick structure much. structure and it houses uh, a rock and it's called the Moldiah rock and for those of you that don't know the story Shannon's actually going to walk us through um, the story of Moldiah and why the rock is such a significant part of Leonardtown's history but first we're gonna tell you guys about last week's podcast well we released two last week we did we released a regular better than ever introduction mm-hmm. and then the spooky edition of better than ever last week yes so you got a Thursday and a Friday episode so um we had some weird things happen in like post-production of that episode nothing really weird happened leading up to it i don't think yeah and nothing really weird happened to us while we filmed but a lot of you guys like messaged us afterwards and was like you won't believe the weird like things what that happened. happened while i was listening well you should explain do you want me to explain or you want to explain what happened to us when we were listening to the final cut Oh, I can, I can. So um, our producer sent us the final cut. He was like, you know, play it back. Tell me what you think. Any changes need to be made. And I tried to pause it to talk to Emily. And it just it lost its mind. It just, yeah, it just like spazzed out. And it was like, I, 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 I like it was like stuttering and like it was paused. But we had paused the video other times was glitching. and no- nothing had happened. Yeah. Like I, this is probably the third or fourth time I had tried to pause it. And it just went wackadoodle. Like I couldn't pause it. The video was like skipping. The audio was skipping, but they weren't matching each other. And then the video just disappeared. Yeah. It just like at some point it just like stopped completely working. I was like, I tried to reopen the file. I tried to go back and it was just like not there. We actually ended up like completely reopening it on a different phone to finish watching it. But we called our producer. We were like, did this happen when you watched it or is it just us? He was like, just you guys but at the same time the lights in our bathroom which like this never happens they started flickering yeah and dimming and so and i mean anyone who watched the episode or if you go back and and listen to it if you haven't yet it's on demons and possession and just the creepy creepy stuff in our personal stories so it was a little weird and then so yeah the lights are flickering the video's skipping it just disappears and we were like 
Uh, it's giving spooky. <laughs> yeah, it really was. So then we had a couple people reach out to us and say like, hey, well, I was listening to the episode. Like I just weird stuff started happening. And I was like, okay, now we've got a haunted podcast on it. I love it though. I think it fits um, us. It really does. So I had one person who actually just came to an event we had at the shop earlier this evening before recording and she came up to me and she was like listen um when i was listening to the podcast the other day the energy was just like a little bit weird and i was like oh okay and then they were like all night these lights in their house and in their hallway like kept flickering and going on and off and like it just was like she could feel something around that was active and then she like cleansed out and everything and it was fine like it's been fine in days since then but she was like i was listening to it late at night and it just like it felt like the energy just shifted a little bit and that's just on making sure you protect yourself even before you even listen to anything spooky right shannon and i didn't even go into like like necessarily absolutely like the most terrifying stories ever but we did talk about some spooky things and we were bringing up you know some really serious topics and we were also talking about how to protect yourself and all of those good things which is great but sometimes when you talk about the spooky you start to feel happen yeah you start to feel a little spooky so Anyway, if any of you guys had anything interesting or weird happen, when you listen to any of our episodes or any of these spooky episodes, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. But I just thought that was really interesting because it was just weird. Like we just had a couple weird things happen and then you guys had weird things. You guys had weird things happen and I was like, weird things are happening. (laughs) Okay, so let's go in today today then. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about the Mall Dyer Rock. Do you want to tell everybody the story of Mall Dyer? I can. Mm -hmm. I can. So Mall Dyer was a migrant to St. Mary's County, which is where we are. And in 1697, 1698, I believe, um, you know, she was a little bit of a, I guess what people would consider like an odd lady. Like, you know. Same. (laughs) Same. She lived a little bit on the outskirts of town. She did more like herbalism and things like, like that. Po- she was like an, yeah, apothecary, an apothecary from what I understand. But she was a little bit older and she was single and you know in the time period it would have been kind of odd to to be like that. And they had like terrible disease like strike. I believe it was influenza. And there was um, like famine right? Like co- yeah. crops were drying up. It was up. like crops. It was a really really like horribly cold like February. And, like, crops weren't growing and people were getting sick and, like, all of this stuff. And essentially they were, like, it is this lady that lives on the outskirts of town that is friends with no one. Like, they... Like, they needed someone to blame. Yeah, they needed a reason that everything was happening, essentially. So, in February of 1697... Well, they decided she was a witch. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They decided she was a witch. Everything was... Obviously. 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 The obvious conclusion. The obvious conclusion was this single lady that liked herbs was a witch. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I'm sorry. We also <laughs> so we also have people helping us film here, and <laughs> one of our friends is being a little goofy because I think all of us are like, what a conclusion! <laughs> like, what a conclusion to come to. <laughs> like, it's it's it is actually like a very sad, very tragic story, yeah, and unfortunately, is. like it happened 
all over the U.S. and it's happened in mm-hmm. other countries, right? You see women being targeted because they have alternative belief systems. They're not from the area yeah. and people need a scapegoat. And it's it's crazy what fear will make people do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what we're looking at in the story is these people were afraid and this woman was different than them and she was an outsider gave them to them to, and it gave to them something belly. to target and hoping, hoping that it would solve their problems. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... In the evening of February in 1697, the townspeople marched out to her little hut, cottage, house, and lit it on fire. And then chased her all through the woods in this horribly cold evening. And they found her body frozen to a rock, the Maldire Rock, which is here. And um, they said when they pulled her body off the rock, there were hand like a handprint and a print of her knee. And the legend is, is that her dying breath, she cursed the rock. And anyone that had like targeted her and um, the rock still has like the indentations of like handprints on it. And so they say like, don't get too close to it because it's cursed um also i have heard that the land the rock was found on like can't grow crops at all like for us we live in like farm central like everywhere you can grow something i have heard that the location that they found the rock in is like barren like you can't grow anything there so curse the land curse the rock curse anyone that touches the rock so i personally so we've investigated this area we've investigated Tudor Hall other places in Leonardtown and around the rock multiple times we've even been to you and I drove when yes. we made a video for like mm-hmm. a Halloween thing Leonardtown did a couple it's years ago it's on YouTube somewhere it's somewhere on YouTube <laughs> maybe we'll like put it in the notes yeah. or something but there's a video that I made and there's some there's video of some farmland because mm-hmm. that's about the area where they have tracked that she would have likely lived yes and it is true there's like it really just looks like stuff just won't grow there so whether you believe that that's just coincidence or supernatural totally up to you Mm -hmm. but it is interesting like we literally drove out there and saw it for ourselves there's just like it's like super weird like there's nothing there and like i think there was like a couple dead trees and that was it i mean honestly as she should right they blamed her for the crops yeah no as she should no potatoes for you (laughs) not potatoes (laughs) (laughs) but um no but seriously not and in, in, in all seriousness, right? Like it, it is. It is at its heart like a really tragic story. It is. Yeah, it very and, much and it, is. And it's it's heartbreaking to see people take someone, mark them as the other, and then murder them essentially. Yes. So I I think let's talk about a couple things, right? Mm-hmm. So me for one, do I believe the rock is cursed? Not necessarily. Am I going to touch it? Absolutely. Not. Absolutely not. Absolutely we are a little not. stitious here <laughs> we were raised roman catholic so we're a little bit religious a little bit superstitious we are italian and irish we do not chance that here <laughs> i feel energy around the rock 
for sure. Absolutely. I think it is definitely a haunted object. Absolutely. Um, and there is definitely, there are definitely things that happen around the rock. Absolutely. For sure. And even now people have started to leave kind of like offerings in memory of her. For Which this. I think is literally so beautiful. I love that. I, mean, I love it. It's like what we talked about, people honoring her memory. Like I know even Leonardtown did a thing, mm-hmm. was it last year or the year before, where they talked about like anti-bullying, basically not taking someone that's different from yeah. you or has different practices or beliefs from you and bullying them right which is such a beautiful, beautiful transition, transition of out of it yes. yeah i loved that they took her story and which i that. think they're planning to do every year like they made it like a mall dire like day Anti, like yeah in february kind of like one of the weekends in february and they do like a bunch of like events, events and, and stuff. stuff yeah I, I love that and i think it's really beautiful because they're turning a story that's a really tragic really terrible story into something that the community mm-hmm. can kind of rally around it more in honor of her yeah. right so i think a lot of people don't even view her as as a witch proper right because they I mean, there's, we can have a whole conversation and we will likely do mm-hmm. more episodes on even like the Salem witch trials and everything like Absolutely. that. But there are a lot of cases in the 16 and 1700s in the U.S. where people were being accused of witches and they were quite literally not, right? And you get yeah. people doing it for land purposes or because they're mad or for situations like this where they just needed someone to blame. Mm-hmm. But they were doing or or she was practicing apothecary which was a pretty like well-documented thing like she Mm -hmm. was using um herbs and had herbal herbal remedies and from what i understand i think the townspeople regularly went to her for things like this yeah but she was helping in a lot of ways but i mean you're right like fear desperation like those kinds of things that strike people at their core like is such a scary thing like people Mm -hmm. will do anything to feel like they have someone to blame for the fear that they're feeling right and i guess like they're literally going hungry and like having yeah like they're starving it doesn't make it an appropriate response obviously so there's a lot of energy around the rock right i don't know that i would believe there's a curse proper on it but again not gonna not, not gonna chance it myself um i know some people who have said or i know someone who said that some guy they knew touched it because of course it was a man that touched it absolutely of course it was um but apparently he was i don't know i they didn't really say anything so i do know um someone else who touched the rock and they were like my life is in shambles right now wait really (laughs) yeah i was so surprised i forgot i had to yeah yeah i they were like yeah i touched the rock once for like fun and like everything went wrong but i think it's like i don't how did i not know this i don't know i feel like it was like do i I know this person um no i don't think so actually we're debriefing off camera (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't know this story (laughs) yeah they were like i touched a rock for fun because my friends were like i dare you to do it like obviously i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna back down from that and they were like yeah my life is in shambles they're like i am like having like my car broke down and i'm sick my mom's sick everyone in my house is sick like i'm failing three of my college classes all of a sudden i got fired i was like oh my god i'm so glad i didn't touch the rock <laughs> yeah but honestly in my opinion i think, I think would like us yeah we respect her i agree so maybe but I maybe think, i think it depends your, on your energy right your, like your I emotions think, towards yeah, the situation yeah i think like if that guy touched it and he was like you know like I hope you're doing well wherever you are. Yeah. They were like, respect, man. Like, good for you. And she was like, ooh, a dare. And they were like, Was it no. a guy who touched it in your situation too? No. Oh, man. I wanted to just blame guys, but apparently it's 
Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I can, I can like hear, uh, like we're thinking loudly. I don't know if you can, like if that translates, but both of us, we just had these thoughts where like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if, so, it, it was like, it was, a, it was a female, but she was like, just, and I didn't know her that well. So it's not like I was super buddy, buddy with them, but, but you didn't, so you didn't know if there were other circumstances. Right. That just, I like, didn't know if there were or... any other circumstances in her life that timed up with it or anything like that. But I do know that she was very like, I touched the rock and it ruined my current situation of everything. So I want to play devil's advocate. Absolutely. I wonder how much of that is psychological. I, because think about yeah. this. If you give me something and you tell me, this is cursed and then i'm like okay and i touch it and then it gets in my head think about and it i think about it and i'm like and then something little happens like let's say i stub my toe and i'm like all right and then like the next day i like run into a door and then the next day like i don't know i hit a curb yeah and then all of a sudden it's like maybe those were coincidences mm-hmm. maybe they weren't but i start to notice the mm-hmm. negative things happening because in the back of my head i'm like why well, touch i'm that cursed curse. cursed object yeah and I think like, like what do you think like do you think that it could like have your been psychological of things is so crazy like I it definitely could have been right like she obviously like I don't know how well she was doing in school beforehand I don't know if her car was like ancient like you know what I mean but like it's also like one of those things where like you just get so wrapped up in like one thing I'm like and it's the same thing right like people come in and they're like oh well like your crystals could be a placebo effect. I'm like, yeah, but if I give you this piece of carnelian and I say to you, it's going to boost your confidence yeah, and you're, you're going to be lucky. lucky and you're going to speak up for yourself and you come back to me in a week and you're like, you know what? I feel like a bad bitch. I'm like, good for you, dog. Good for you. Maybe it was your brain. Maybe it was the carnelian. Maybe it was both. Maybe it was both. But you know what? It's doing you it good. Costs so you what a does dollar. that matter? It costs you a dollar. You're fine. <laughs> You thrive with that carnelian. <laughs> no, I, but genuinely, and that's possible, I, right? So we have worked with crystals and believe mm-hmm. in their energy and their power, mm-hmm. right? F- to have some effect and to be useful tools, right? But not everybody does. And we always right. say that to them. They're like, what if it's placebo? And I'm like, well, there's no negative. Pl- like, there's, there's nothing bad yeah. happening. Like, there's it's only... Not, it's not bad for you. Right. So, so um, but it, I think it could be similar. I just wanted to play devil's advocate and put that out there because I can hear... I can hear people saying that. And for me, I think it could even be a mix of both. Yeah. But that story is enough for me to confirm that I'm not Not touching touching the rock. rock. Like, do I think that it would like alter my whole life? No. Am I taking that chance? Absolutely not. Also, no. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we feel. If you want to touch the rock, that's on you. We've brought people on investigations and they've said the same thing. The sign literally says like approach with caution. yeah there's a sign out there by the rock and it gives you like the whole little backstory of maldire and what happened everything and then there's like a little break in it and it says like approach maldire rock with caution and then there's like another little paragraph i'm like that's all i need you give me a caution the the official the official like i'm not historic society is like telling me to approach it with (laughs) caution i'm good it's good for me so that's pretty much the story of Maldire. And I think it's really interesting to uh, like even do paranormal investigations around that history because whether or not you believe she was practicing anything that could be classified under witchcraft, even if it was more like what people consider, like some people will call it green, green witchcraft, but it's, you know, a lot of that is herbalism, elemental base, that kind of thing. So 
whether or not she viewed herself in that way she was obviously targeted as being that when the community needed some type of scapegoat or someone to blame for what was going on i think that i think that it can stir up the energy of what are sometimes more like the creepy halloweeny spooky aspects people hear like witch and they're like "Ooh, i'm about to get cursed bad things are gonna happen to me i'm about to get cursed (laughs) who says that (laughs) i don't know but but i bet you somebody out there thinks that yeah well i mean and i think that it can generate negative energy right if there's a mass amount of people that are thinking that there is a haunted object and that it can curse them that's going to generate some amount of negative energy absolutely so maldi herself could have never put a curse on the rock but the fact that there is a is lore that that Mm -hmm. happens and that there are a a large number of people Mm -hmm. that believe it can generate a negative energy that can then result in not cursing people but affecting them with some negative energy absolutely and i also think like similar to your devil's advocate placebo effect thing like you got to take into consideration like who originally made the lore like where did it come from like that story came from people who already disliked her who literally chased her to her death and blamed her for something that wasn't her fault that's such a good point like who wrote the history yeah like and you know like it's a it's a it's a horrible story like it not to say like I'm gonna be honest with you. If a bunch of people chase me with pitchforks to my desk, I'd be pissed too. I'd be real upset. I might curse something. Uh, well, I don't know how to curse anything, but <laughs> you just that. I mean, you just find that energy. Yeah, in I would just it would come out of me somewhere. It's giving but, it's giving Aries. <laughs> it's giving Aries. revenge. <laughs> it's giving fire energy. <laughs> no, but but like you know what I mean. Like even if it wasn't a curse, but it was simply just that pure feeling of hatred for being blamed for something you didn't do can put such negative energy on something that you know somebody could have interpreted it like that somebody could have said it but if you think about where the story originally came from like maybe that's all it was was just bad vibes because she was mad and maybe think about this right maybe the negative energy on the rock is almost like the negative energy or the negative karma or the negative thoughts of the people that did that to her. Oh, that's a good point. What if she never had any ill will negative energy? Yeah. What if she was never angry the way people assumed she and it was, was just everything directed maybe she at she did her. have some type of spiritual abilities and she could have placed some negative mm-hmm. energy on there, but maybe she never intended to do that. Yeah. Same reason why maybe some people react when they touch the rock and some people they don't. I don't feel afraid when I go near it, right? But I don't treat her or her memory with disrespect, yeah. right? And I think that there are some people who do. Yeah, I agree. And so I think that's I think it's about how you approach it. Yeah, because it's like the negative energy that's generated around the rock. Is that just because of uh, lore? Is that because of history? Is it because of her? Is it because mm-hmm. of the people and what they did to her and mm-hmm. their energy? I mean, it could just be so many things. And it could yeah. be a conglomeration of all of those things or of multiple yeah. things. But it's interesting that rather than just blaming one person or assuming that it's her fault or that she cursed it, of addressing the, the real possibility of mm-hmm. who the story comes from what their perspective was, mm-hmm. what they would have wanted people to believe. And maybe it could have been negative energy that they generated because yeah. they did generate negative energy. They are the aggressors. They did. They absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like very into it. And I'm noticing <laughs> I'm like saying our, our podcast or our producer is going to hate me. Yeah. He will. It's going to be like, Emily, hold the mic by your mouth. Front of your face. No one can hear you. <laughs> um, so let's go in. So rock, like the Maldire rock, really really um 
a lot of history around it a lot of energy around it definitely recommend visiting it i absolutely think that there is energy there it's totally worth investigating that's why whenever we do investigations in leonardtown we always bring people here i think it's a really great thing to experience but keep your mind open about where the energy comes from and why the story is what it is and i think make sure that you have respect for her and for her story um but I agree. Still not going to recommend touching the rock. Just yeah. personally from a superstitious perspective. Just don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to recommend touching it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Tudor Hall. Okay. So how many times have we invested? So that's where, like we said, that's where we are now. We're sitting in Tudor Hall. Built in, so the land was acquired in 1742. And the structure was built in, se- or started to be built or was built around 1744. Okay. Um, we know there's a connection to... Uh, Francis Scott Key, the yep. writer of the Star Spangled Banner, yes. that someone in his family owned it. He may have visited. We're not. I. I'm not particularly sure, but I. I know it, that there was a familial connection mm-hmm. there. There's a lot of Revolutionary War history. Um, multiple people have seen what you, they would call like a red coat or like British soldier, mm-hmm. like walking around here. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, last time you were in this group, right? You were in the group that was here. I don't know if you were present for it, but you were in the group that was here when they heard someone yell Tay, like T, but with an accent. I was not here for that. Oh, okay. So basically there was a group and they were investigating over by the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I think in in these older houses the kitchen wasn't always connected connected but yeah. there's like a th- kind of a little throughway now mm-hmm. where they did eventually connect it i don't know what year that happened but they this was our our dad who is a very experienced paranormal investigator like has books been on tv like mm-hmm. speaks at conferences all that kind of thing so he's bringing part of his group through here they're going that way and he said that they all i think there were about 10 of them they're walking that way and they audibly hear like a step and then someone yelled, Tay, like really loud. Interesting. Like all of all of them said the same thing. They were like, it was the word T with an accent. accent. And I was like, okay, someone That's crazy. really like, it's just of all the things to hear a spirit yell, yeah. you're, like, you're like, someone really wanted it? their That's tea. That's what you chose? <laughs> like you put all that energy into the word T. <laughs> but so I thought that was really interesting. So um, I think the thing I get the most when we bring people for investigations here is up on the roof so technically you would go through the attic which um on the roof yeah yeah you go through the attic to get up to the the roof i don't think i've been up there you can't go up there i just know that that's how you go because peter told us oh okay but there's peter is the director of the historic society and their office is in tudor hall we love peter peter's great thank (laughs) you for letting us be here peter yeah thanks peter um um but you go up through the attic and there's like a if you are outside you can see it there's like a essentially a little porch it's like a white little porch on top of the building okay so you haven't been up there no no no, he just told you how to get up there yes okay i'm thinking like shannon why are you gonna admit you snuck up there on the podcast no 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 i thought that's what you were saying (laughs) i was like peter's gonna watch i was just explaining to you where it was understood understood (laughs) um (laughs) a lot of people when i'm walking them up from outside tell me that they see a lady up there okay yes i have heard Mm -hmm. that that was my point. Okay. I, was I was like, explaining I was like where it was. don't admit you snuck up there. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you've you've had people say they see like a that woman standing the thing, up there. That is the thing I get the most is that people feel like they see a lady standing up there watching, but 
where this house is located is kind of up on top of a hill and it looks out across the water so when soldiers would go out to battle and they would come back the same direction so like wives would stand up there and look out because it's like right see, over the yeah to yeah, see Harvard if they could see the ships yeah absolutely that makes sense i know some people will hear or feel like energy low by their legs mm-hmm. so like little kids running around yeah i've had a couple people feel like it was hard for them to make it up the stairs and i think that's because mm-hmm. there is like a very masculine energy that presents sometimes mm-hmm. as kind of like the owner or the man of the house yeah. and there were multiple owners so without directly because i'm not here when every group grows through but yeah. without like directly asking like who that male energy is mm-hmm. like i'm sure that it may have been one or two different spirits probably yeah. but some people I, it's men and women like some people have felt like they have a little bit of pressure when they're trying so there's kind of like a spiral kind of st- mm-hmm. it's not like a proper spot but it's like a curved staircase going i'm yeah. like looking at it right over here so it, it like curves going up and oh no i have a couple people who are like i don't even feel like i can go up there like yeah. i feel uncomfortable going up there and they're like not because i feel like i'm in danger but there's just a very dominant male presence they and feel like they need to back i off feel like a i need bit, to back yeah. off and so yeah. i i've i've had that here and then really active is downstairs yeah so that's kind of like a I cellar area actually i feel like just based on our own abilities like the cellar is always super active for you and the kitchen is always super active for me but i'm just looking at you like that because i'm thinking like i think i've had zero things happen to me in that kitchen really yeah there's always like a very nice like lady energy in there when i go in there why is it that you always get these experiences i'm not even kidding no matter where we go shannon's like i like i like picked flowers with the spirits and the kids the kids had a picnic with me and i'm like well i ran into some demons in the basement like that's why <laughs> why is that our experience <laughs> if it's actually it doesn't it's our personality you would think people would probably think like reversed would normally fit our personalities but like mediumship empath empathy wise it fits us to be that way yeah you attract a lot of women and children, children. because you connect mm-hmm. on that really high emotional level i, I do get like quite a few guys though who go in the kitchen with me and then they're like i feel like i literally am not allowed to be in here living like, men li- yeah. living men yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Living, living men living men <laughs> who were taking on investigations mm-hmm. will go into the kitchen with you and they feel like yeah they're, they're not, like not like there's anything mean it's just like they're like i just feel like this is not where i'm supposed to be and i'm like correct because to the very nice lady spirit in there you would you would not be like allowed technically yeah i I don't think they feel like uncomfortable or like push back or anything Mm -hmm. like that they're just like "Mm, this is not where i'm supposed to be absolutely that's okay i mean you gotta think right when is the house from when are the what time Mm -hmm. period are these spirits from and and you have to show them the respect in some way of uh their cultural norms Mm -hmm. right as long as they're being reasonable you know like we've run into um spirits being very aggressive Mm -hmm. or even like racist in some aspect and it's like yeah not gonna put up with that not on our watch not on our watch but but in something like that right that's that's very benign yeah like you're this is their kitchen yeah you just see yourself out this is her kitchen you go somewhere (laughs) else i feel like most people would like respect their mom that way you know like yes ma'am whatever you say so in 
in the kind of cellar basement area. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit unfinished. Yes. There's some storage stuff down there, but it is creepy. It's very creepy. It, it is really, really creepy down there. And it's like you would think it would be like stereo. Like it's kind of stereotypical, like the basement cellar being creepy, but it just is. There's a lot of intense energy down there. Um, and so I think with that, uh, like I, I remember one time there the last investigation we had last halloween we also did leonard town a couple spots including tudor hall and the mall mm-hmm. dyer rock and there were some other people who came on our investigation who who they were experienced investigators themselves they had mm-hmm. been on quite a number of investigations and they had uh had their own paranormal experiences i think they brought some of their own equipment mm-hmm. And this was like our second group. It was our later group. So by then we had stirred up plenty of activity. And this was yeah. my group. So you weren't there. So I don't even know if you know the story. But in the cellar, you walk downstairs and there's kind of an open area. If mm-hmm. you, and then if you go off to the right, there's a very small, very tight yes. room. Mm-hmm. And that room people often experience a lot of discomfort in. Absolutely. There are a couple very um, intense um uh, I wouldn't say I would say hostile is a harsh word. I don't think hostile, but they're very intense uh, male, slightly aggressive. slightly aggressive male energies. Yeah, and um, so people will feel a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. a lot of even like claustrophobia in that room, and they'll feel that really dominant presence. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, sometimes when you stir up stuff, some kind of negative energy or negative entities that aren't necessarily a part of the history of the mm-hmm. house can start to kind of come around, yeah. right? Yeah. For anyone who knows spiritual stuff knows that, like, portals or anything can open up wherever you are, and especially around spooky season, you've Absolutely. got more activity going on. So you always kind of have to be on the lookout. Where there is high energy, where there are spirits around, things that are not natural to the environment of the house mm-hmm. or didn't have a history here can still pop in. Mm-hmm. And so I remember then there's this long shoot and I think this might have been like some type of loading thing. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't know if they use it like that now, but at some point I think it was some type of like loading shoot for like things being dropped off in the house. And they, uh, they, I remember, I don't really go down that way too much just because it's, there's a lot of storage and it's pretty tight down there. Um, so I focus on kind of the open space in that Mm -hmm. one room but this these couple ladies walked down there and they were like oh my gosh and one of them just kind of starts walking back shooting out of there and she was very sensitive i didn't know her before this but she was very sensitive and she comes out of there and she was like no she's talking to her friend but i'm looking at this point because i'm leading the group so yeah, it's my you're responsibility like, what's happening? to be like what's happening i knew they were over there and i was fine with that mm-hmm. and, and and you you get the feel for someone i knew that they could handle themselves mm-hmm. so i wasn't ooh did you just feel that yeah I swear, I, I don't mean to like interrupt, but there was just like this crawling sensation. Like uh, the hair is literally standing up like on my skin. It's so like, funny I just felt like were, this like wave of like You were crawling. talking and I was, there's a room directly across from us and I'm looking at the room and then you were like, oh, and I was like, oh, that was, that was weird. We should have set up a K2 here. We talked oh, about doing that K2 meter and it like talks about or it like will catch what kind of paranormal investigators are we we forgot do we have the k2 meter with us i don't think so dang it man we're acting like we're not um like we have we're not seasoned professionals i know <laughs> well yeah that was just oh that gave me the chills because it was just like i'm in the middle of a conversation i see you kind of zone out but then i just feel this like 
crawl is the best word like it felt mm-hmm. like this energy crawl like crawled over me and there are other yeah. people in the room with us and they all made a face as soon as I said that so everybody was feeling that energy shift so genuinely I think that the most important thing um here is that I forgot the story I was telling the lady downstairs with the it. yes <laughs> you hear me using filler words i'm like all right genuinely what i think and then i'm like You're like what was i saying dang it what was i saying so the um the lady downstairs she's in that kind of like shoot mm-hmm. right and then she just turns around and she goes it's interesting that this is when i felt something creepy crawly she goes something just told me to get out I hate that. And she turns around. She walks out. She was like, that's enough for me. She was like, that's good for me. She's like, I'm not going to be disrespectful. Honestly, I've never heard anything verbally tell me to get out, but I feel like I would react the same way. You're like, yup. I'd be like, yeah, cool. I have had something tell me to get out before, but normally it's something like negative. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to get out. You know what? I would leave and I would come and find you. (laughs) I would say, cool. I'll be back with Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Or dad, right? Yeah. Or dad or literally anyone besides myself. (laughs) I, I a lot of times at the shop depending on what situation we're dealing with I get from Shannon will give um like she'll say to clients she'll be like yes okay totally understand got all of your information that's an Emily problem it's an Emily problem <laughs> I do it to you sometimes you too, do though. you do so sometimes I'm like cool understand I'll schedule you it's a Shannon problem though so you will not be with me you will be with Shannon mm-hmm. so but but the ick the ick the d- the demonic things we're the negative entities that is an emily or a patrick problem that is an emily you're capable of dealing with it. i am i don't want to want to (laughs) shannon wants to be having a picnic with the kids preferred yes (laughs) i respect that so yeah i remember that was kind of one of the more intense experiences where all of the women who walked down there there were probably like three or four of them in the group and they were just like yeah i don't think someone wants us over in this area and they were like so we're just gonna be respectful and we're gonna go go and i think that's I mean, I understand that, yeah, but absolutely. I mean, what we do before we leave any space too is always cleanse it out, right? Like there are spirits that want to stay here that are benign. They just are around. And the people that are here, the people that work here, the people that visit here, they know that they're around and that's a part of the history of the home. And so as long as they want to stay and they're not desiring to like move into the light or anything like that, like we're always here to help them. We always offer it to them if they want to, obviously anywhere we go, anything we do. But if being here and, and there is something called residual energy as well, right? So we should probably do a whole episode on investigative like a stuff. Completely different episode, yeah. Yes. But residual energy is basically just an energy signature. It's almost like a memory or an imprint. So it may not even be a conscious or active haunting, right? There is active haunting here for sure. But there is also residual energy. And sometimes like the kids' energy or something like that, that is more of a residual energy, right? In the basement, on the stairs, in the kitchen, a lot of that is very active. But like the woman standing on the roof, a lot of that can be residual residual, energy where someone is seeing an imprint of a memory that is a really, really ingrained memory into the history, into the memory of the house and the energy here. Um, So I think that that's really interesting as well, too. I love it. Yeah. So also, you should come visit Tudor Hall. It's very yeah. worth the visit. There's a lot of energy also, here and it's very, very beautiful around here. Also, we, in a, in a weekend from now, a week from two? now, two weeks from, on the 27th of October, 2023, it's a Friday, we will be investigating here, right here, this house, we'll be in these chairs, that rock, and the old jail, actually. Yeah, the jail. We didn't even talk about the jail in this episode. It's okay. You just have to come find out for yourself. Yeah um so 
if any of you lovely, lovely listeners would like to participate in our spooky adventures of paranormal investigating in the nighttime, <laughs> um, tickets are for sale on our website. Our Instagram is linked in all of our profile stuff mm-hmm. on Spotify and Apple. And so you yes. can just find tickets through the link in our Instagram bio. Tickets are there. It's a little bit of a longer event. It's five hours. We wanted to make it this way. You'll get a class on the history, a little bit of the history of the location, on invest mm-hmm. some investigative techniques, mm-hmm. um, go through some really cool evidence that we've captured. How to do, how to use equipment. We give you mm-hmm. our equipment to use. And then you'll be split up into teams. So you could be with me. Or me. Or our dad. Yeah. <laughs> we make this face because like everyone wants to be with yeah, him. <laughs> everyone wants to be with him. Um, so you get one of the three of us and you'll get split into smaller groups and you will get to literally investigate every single inch and of every single thing. You'll likely rotate. So what we do is normally like, let's say I'm in charge of Tudor Hall for that night. So, so every group gets Emily. Every group that goes through Tudor Hall gets an experience with me and an experience in Tudor Hall. And so it's going to be a very intimate setting. We're literally only selling 35 tickets. I think both investigations are mm-hmm. over halfway sold at this yeah. point. Um, so we, um, it will be five hours. You'll be broken into even smaller groups. And you'll be able to have a really intimate experience and a longer time at each section. We really wanted to do it this way. And I think it's a great way to do an mm-hmm. investigation because then we're allowing for, um, like we're allowing the space for you to have the best opportunity to have some type of experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if you want to join us, so if you want to join us, you know where to find it. SublimeSoulShop.com, all of that good stuff. So, I think that we're going to kind of wrap up here. Yeah. We wanted to talk a little bit about Mall Rock. We wanted to film in a spooky location. Um, Honestly, there's definitely energy around here. Like you can even feel it just us here. I've only ever, so I've been here before. We've met with Peter a couple times Mm -hmm. here. We visited during the day just to visit the house. We spent a lot of time around Leonardtown. I mean, it's near where we live, but even just being here right now at night, like it, it just the energy is creepy. high the energy yeah. is high and there is a little bit of a creepy factor but and i think personally I imagine think all the like, lights off i think it's like old buildings like always feel creepy i like, mean it this building matter. is hundreds of years old right? yeah i mean and it's so a beautiful building it's beautiful but there's there's going to be a history that comes along yeah. with that and so i think that it's absolutely worth whether or not you make it to our investigations it's absolutely a site worth visiting um here in the mall dyer walk rock the old jail there's plenty of wonderful things to do in leonardtown while you're here yes but i think that i sound, we sound like we're doing an ad <laughs> well honestly no it's great and the people that work here not just peter but there's like a bunch of other very lovely lovely people that work here and we're just really uh, grateful for them honestly yeah. they're just really good yeah. they've been really good and they know everything us. like should you ever come through here and have like a million questions they have the answers they always have the answers, they always like, have the answers. and we've even asked them about stuff that we've seen or we've experienced or evidence we've caught here and they're always able to give us some type of explanation that actually sense for the history of the house i think that's really cool which is really cool because then we're mixing the paranormal well we're matching the paranormal i mean my dad he gives a presentation a lot of times it's called history with a twist and i love that it's so Mm -hmm. true like we're really capturing the memory and the history through the paranormal which i think is dope i love it so yeah if you can make it awesome if not definitely come check the location out anyway it was really fun filming in a haunted location yeah it's been a it's been years since we filmed anything but this is the first time we're filming a podcast like this in a haunted location and it was interesting to have something a little creepy happen Mm -hmm. um I, but this will definitely not be the last time we Maybe are filming creepier in, haunted. in our next location. We'll see. You'll have to come back next week <laughs> and find out. Um, and if you think we're psychopaths and we're filming these in a week and editing them and then putting up 
them up in a week you're absolutely right we are we do we do do that yes so shout out to our editors yes and our and all the wonderful people behind the cameras who are helping us (laughs) we're really grateful and thank you guys for tuning in the first two episodes were so well received we're actually blown away we got so many messages we love you guys like i thought that like a decent chunk of people would listen just because we've been throwing the idea around people were interested but so many people listened and it's like it's gonna make me emotional you guys are just the best thanks for being the best we should make give them a little heart (laughs) <laughs> see if you're not watching you wouldn't see a heart but we did make but a heart for you guys it. Yeah, yeah, it happened. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in whether you watched whether you listened thank you for being a part of the community um we're so grateful to you guys um it's better than ever pod on instagram and for the shop you can find us at sublime soul shop as well so thank you guys so much for listening this time and until next time i'm em and i'm shan and this is better than ever and we'll see you next friday bye